Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon, and I'd like to wish everyone the last day of a, what has been a very wet Memorial Day weekend. But that's not really why we're celebrating Memorial Day. We're celebrating it to remember the people in the armed services who have given their lives for in defense of this country. So even though we celebrate it with barbecues and hanging out with friends and family, we don't want to forget the uh, veterans who gave their lives for this country, especially the NYPD veterans who gave up their lives for this country. I would especially want to salute them. One of the things we're seeing a uh, disturbing trend lately is across the country we're seeing shootings going up 40, 50% in, in major cities. And we just had a, um, a real disturbing shooting occur, occur in Miami, Florida. And I wanted to uh, bring this up and just uh, share, share the video with you uh, because it's, it's been happening a lot in the major cities across this country. It's been happening in New York City. And let's uh, take a look at this video. forced to face the horror once again of their children reeling from gunshot wounds. He called us frantic, telling us he had been shot, that it hurts, it hurts, and he loves us. I don't even know. Uh, words can't explain how I feel right now. Man. At a shopping center in northwest Miami-Dade, police say an SUV waited in a parking lot for at least 30 minutes around midnight with three men leaving the vehicle and then raining gunfire on those outside a banquet hall, injuring 20 and killing two. I think that it was probably targeted on a specific person at that event, and they really didn't care about who was standing around. And as a result, uh, innocent people were shot and lost their lives. Miami-Dade's police director says it's possible 100 rounds were fired as the assailants carried assault-style weapons. The rise in gun violence, putting cities on edge across the country as COVID-19 restrictions continue to lift. In fact, 57 of the biggest cities saw a 36% increase in gun homicides between 2019 and 2020, the biggest jump on record. Gun violence, often worse in the summer. We're at a place to frequency of these shootings, the duration of how long they're lasting in these events. Uh, it should be concerning uh, to all of us as Americans now. Chicago's police superintendent saying the city will commit more resources to combating shootings as summer approaches, shifting police officers work hours and canceling their vacation days. And in New York, more units will be placed in high crime areas. The fallout from this vicious wave of violence, more families seeing their sense of safety shattered my son my only son my only child he's not a statistic he's a graduate and sam's at the scene of that shooting in miami right now sam is there any update on the victim's conditions uh, peter we're learning the number of critically injured is now up to three which means the death toll could rise to five there was a total of 23 uh people shot of which two of them died. Um, very disturbing shooting. Um, the shooters just were, were waiting. They were waiting for these people uh, to get out of this club. And hello, uh, Morton Downey. <laughs> how you doing? Keith Ross, how are you? Anyway, they were waiting for these folks to get out of this club where there happened to be 
a rap concert. That seems it seems that a lot of the um, news agencies are ignoring that there was a rap concert in a club. Um, I have a picture here. I'm going to put it up on the screen. These individuals here were waiting for 30 to 40 minutes for the. They were targeting a specific person or persons uh, coming out of that club. They got out of this car with masks on. It's a Nissan uh, SUV. Uh, probably if they enhance this video, you could make out the plate. And when you see, see the guns they're carrying, a couple of them are carrying, it appears to me, machine pistols. Like Remember they used to have those MAC-10 style that fired 9mm, but they could hold the clip of 32 rounds? There was 100 shell casings found out, found on the scene. They were only out of their car for less than 10 seconds, and I'll tell you why that was. When they sprayed the front of this club, some of the people out front had their own guns, and they returned fire, and that uh, made the three assailants flee. So it, it's, it's a horrendous that this happened, but when you imagine the amount of guns out there now and the fact that, I mean, we live in two different worlds of law enforcement. One is blaming this high crime on COVID, which I think is ridiculous. And the other group is blaming it on handcuffing the police. And I think that that has more to do with it than COVID because the, the war on police nationally has caused police to take a step back and not do their job as much, getting rid of qualified immunity, um, making stop, question, and frisk almost a criminal matter, um, discouraging car stops. Can you imagine that a, a sharp anti-crime or street crime unit pulled this car over? They would have, it would have hit the jackpot with all of those guns, you know? But instead, the police are being discouraged from doing their job rather than encouraged. And it's really a sad state of affairs. In Miami over the weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, they had 30 people shot. That's 30 people were shot in different incidents. In these type of incidents, there's a good chance that what caused this was a prior beef. So more than likely, this was a retaliatory shooting that these people were getting back for another shooting that was inflicted on their friends. It, it's a never-ending, if you ever worked homicides or shootings, it's a never-ending saga of, you know, no, I won't cooperate with the police. I want to take care of it myself. And thus comes the retaliatory shootings. And it's really a disgrace. Uh, I'm going to show you another um, shooting from uh, that occurred in uh, on Miami over the weekend. And um, it just shows you the prevalence of guns and, and the type of guns that they're, that are being used out there. It's just, it's just unbelievable, incredible. And uh, let's go to the
It's no different in New York City or anywhere else where they have gun violence. These type of um, shootings can be caused over something as simple as a disrespect, a beef, some kind of beef. And once one person gets shot, the shootings do not, they don't, they don't stop. They, one shooting begets other shootings. And it's just is, is a crazy, crazy thing. And there has to be solutions to this. Um, you know, a lot of people, you'll hear one side say, oh, we need gun control. The other side says, no, we need you to stop tying the hands of the police. Um, these guns, I, I don't really see a reason for a MAC-10, if that's in fact what that one uh, pistol was. Those guns are meant for mass destruction. And when you talk about this shooting in particular, they were only out there for seconds. I'd say three to five seconds. So imagine the amount of rounds that they fired in three to five seconds and gunfire was returned back to them. So just think of the amount of guns there are in Miami right now. It's just unbelievable. Um, apparently at this, this bar called El Mula Banquet Hall, which apparently rents the place out for parties, that's another thing that I think back in the day we stopped in New York City because we used to have these same exact problems. Clubs would rent to people for parties. There'd be fights. There'd be stabbings. There'd be shootings. There'd be homicides. Uh, after a while, the city got smart and said, no, you're not doing that anymore. If you do that, you have to let us know about it. At least let us know about it. And you have to follow these strict security guidelines. One of the things all clubs do in New York City now is they force all patrons to scan their license so that they know who is in the place. So when um, if a major incident like this occurs, they can start the investigation from there. Um, th this shooting happened uh, 24 hours after one person was killed and six were wounded in a drive-by shooting in the Wynwood area of Miami. Is it a possibility that the shooting at the um, at this club was in retaliation for that? I don't know. I'm not an investigator, but is there a possibility? There's a distinct possibility. Um, the name of the rapper, his name was ABMG Spitter. Uh, his real name is uh, Courtney Paul Wilson. If I was on this investigation, he'd be in the in the squad and I'd be interrogating him because could this be beef between two separate factions of rappers? Absolutely. Absolutely could be. Well, I'd like to hear from some of you guys in the chat. What what is your solutions to some of these problems with the guns? Is it more aggressive police work? Is it gun control? Joe Murray, you're in the uh you're in the chat. I'd like to hear from you. What do you think would be a solution to um, to this out-of-control gun violence? Hello, Black Rose. How are you? Melody McAtee, Joan Guerrero, boxing MMA. Um, we had a, an incident just recently in New York City where a couple of uh, young guys at 2 o'clock in the afternoon had a gunfight on 103rd Street in Amsterdam Avenue. I mean, that's... 
that's not supposed to happen, obviously, you know? Broad daylight gunfight in New York City. Just, it's just out of control. It's something that didn't happen. Uh, didn't happen up until a, a few months ago. And as I said, a lot of the politicians are claiming this is all due to COVID. Um, outgoing District Attorney Vance wrote an op-ed in the Daily News claiming, oh, this is all very complicated. It's all very complicated why this is happening. No, it has to do with you not prosecuting District Attorney Vance. It has to do in New York City with bail reform, District Attorney Vance. It has to do with there being no penalty for aberrant behavior. And I would imagine the same is true uh, in Florida, that people are carrying guns with impunity. You know, let's talk a little bit about the investigation. Here's one of the keys right here to the investigation. We got a white Nissan Pathfinder. We got three males that perhaps if we enhance this video, we may be able to get an ID on. Someone knows who these guys are. I can almost make out the license plate in this video. I'm sure if this video was enhanced, they'll be able to pull that uh, license plate number up. Other investigative tools, a hundred pieces of ballistic evidence on the scene, spent shells. There's got to be projectiles in lodged in wood, lodged in glass all over the place, not to mention the 23 people who were struck, two of them killed. So there's all kinds of ballistic evidence for you folks that aren't police. A spent shell will have two positive identifiers on it. One are the extractor marks on the side, and the other one is the impression that the firing pin makes on it. So those are two positive identifiers. And then to get a little more technical, there's a machine called Brass Catcher that can positively identify what gun and the history of the gun that that round was fired from. Is this a first time for these guns or have these guns been used in other shootings in other parts of Florida? What we found out in New York was many times shootings were you in Brooklyn, they were using the same guns in Manhattan. So that the perpetrators of these crimes were mixing and matching and loaning out their guns. Someone has some work, as they would say in the mob. I got to do some work. They'll lend out their gun. So that's one way to also to trace these people. This Nissan had to get to this location some way. I'm sure they have license plate readers in Miami. May, but when they reach one of these license plate readers, there's also a good chance there's tolls. At most toll booths, guess what? There also is. There's um, video. By the time they go through a toll, they may take those masks down and we'll be able to identify them through video. Sandra Rivera, it's because they won't let law enforcement do their jobs and they're too leery to do it. Uh, because they are the ones being held by the balls when they do those jobs. Yes, there is much more scrutiny on law enforcement. I mean, this car, and I know we have some street crime veterans in the live chat. This car, people would have salivated over pulling this car over back in the day. Louis LaPietra, how you feeling, Lou? I know you had shoulder surgery. Hope you're feeling better. Louis is a retired sergeant and a, a great attorney. 
He says it's not complicated in New York City. It has to do with handcuffing the cops. His his the diaphragm bill, fifty A, and now the end of qualified immunity. The cops are not going to be proactive because they don't want to get sued, fired, and arrested, unless and until these laws are repealed. This will remain as the status quo. You know, Lou, I will have to agree with you with that, but why don't politicians understand that? You would think that uh, they were born yesterday. They have no idea that what they've done to our police in New York is causing this. And, you know, and I'm sure they're having similar problems in Miami. There's a picture here, this gentleman here, it's, it's a horror. You can see the pain he's going through. His son was one of the two people that was killed at the scene of this nightclub by these, you know, there's nothing worse than a shooter that just fires into a crowd. It's just so, so pathetic uh, that someone could care so little about life that they'll just fire into a crowd. It's, it's, just, uh, it's just horrendous. When you look at the scene here, this is the young man who lost his life, goes to a club, this is part of the front. You can see all the evidence markers. Uh, usually they're marking a piece of ballistics, whether it's a spent shell, a, uh, a projectile, a fragment, something like that. They're, they're um, marking those spots. You can see, look at all that ballistic evidence on the scene. It's just so crazy that they just basically sprayed a location with lead for a duration of maybe four to five seconds, 23 people shot. Anyone in the chat have any suggestions how we can uh, mitigate this situation? Any suggestions? Any? Uh, there's a, MC's audio, there's an idiotic portion of society, white liberals who say cops don't prevent crime. Well, when you take away units who specialize in prevention like anti-crime, what do you expect? MC's Audio, you're wise beyond your years. Uh, you're 100% correct. It's just, uh, it's just crazy that it's, it's like this. I'm going to try to bring up the shooting uh, in New York City. And don't forget the shooting we had in Times Square uh, just two weeks ago where um, where a four-year-old was shot. It's just, uh, it's just outrageous, you know? So the lead, they say, it doesn't have anyone's name on it, you know? And, like, there you see all of those... Uh, all of those spent rounds, pieces of ballistic evidence on the scene. It's really disheartening. Um, here we go. I, I found the um, the video. I'm going to see if I can play this for you. Uh, around 2 p.m. on Tuesday. Watch as the two take shots at each other while taking cover behind parked vehicles before both flee the scene. One got away in an electric scooter. 
My God. Jesus. This couple who lives in the area said they heard the moment shots rang out. I was in this building. I see about four or five police there, you know, but uh, over there, he got police too. This longtime resident said he's concerned for his safety. I can't, I'm, I'm in shock right now that that happened right here on my block. I mean, not until it hits home. So until it's in, on your block, in your neighborhood, you hear about it in the news and you think you're immune. It happened between busy Broadway and Amsterdam Avenue. The shooting happened by an outdoor dining setup in broad daylight. It happened here on West 103rd Street, just across the street from where two teenagers were shot just a few weeks ago. That's when a 17 and 18 year old were shot back on May 2nd. The two teens told police they were walking down Amsterdam by the Frederick Douglass houses when a white sedan pulled up alongside them. The suspect got out of the vehicle and began firing shots. One victim was shot in the stomach, the other in the shoulder. Now another shooting, rattling residents' nerves. Oh my God. Wow, this woman. Unbelievable, right? At broad daylight. You know, this was a common scene uh, in the 1990s. I first came on the NYPD in 1985. And this, this was a common event. It was happening all the time. And unfortunately, innocent bystanders were the ones being shot. You could see these guys don't know how to shoot. They were like waving the gun around like it was a wand, helping the round out of the gun, you know. So chances are they're not going to shoot each other. They're going to shoot an innocent bystander. Hello, Lauren Brem. The politicians are bought and paid for. BLM was found to be funding the Democratic Party through their $90 million received through donations. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of these things are absolutely true. Uh, in regards to this investigation in Miami also, I just want to mention that um, – Oscar Ferrafino, unfortunately, the 90s are coming back. You're 100% right. Um, one of the ways that we, I mentioned before that they rent these clubs out and people have parties in them, that stopped in New York when we started doing something called nuisance abatement. Bars would have shootings and stabbings and fights, and we would go into the bar and say, look, you have a liquor license. If that happens, we're going to... We're going to cite you and give you a fine. If it happens three times, you're going to lose your license. And they were like, yeah, 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 sure. Once we started taking away these liquor licenses, they started paying attention. And we could actually close the club through nuisance abatement. Guys, I just want to go to a quick, quick, quick um, commercial. Um, if you're looking to leave New York, Carol Waters is a realtor down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You can call her at 914-261-6681. Or you can email her at carolwaterssellsmb at gmail.com. She's part of the Beach Realty Group. She was a bartender at Fitzpatrick's Hotel in New York City for 20 years. Her and her husband, Rob Mayen, who was a rollover NYPD cop to the FDNY, both sell real estate down in Myrtle Beach. In fact, they're two of the top salespeople down there. So if you're looking to buy some property down in Myrtle Beach, give Carol a call. Joe Murray, a retired member of the service, a retired police officer, is one of the biggest supporters we have of Police Off the Cuff. He now has his own website, Joe at 
jmurray-law.com. Joe Murray, former police officer, former PBA boxing team member, now a, an excellent attorney. Give Joe a call if, if you need some legal help. So, folks, it's what we're looking at across the country, no doubt, is, is coming. It's already here. It's coming to New York. It's here in New York. And unfortunately, in, in the 90s, we had the ability to take on these perps head on. But because of all the things that have occurred with the city council uh, basically weaponizing stop, question, and frisk, making it almost a crime to do that, taking away qualified immunity, passing that ridiculous diaphragm law, and a mayor who's just, can't we can't get rid of him fast enough. Um, this could be a very bloody summer uh, in regards to shooting. I certainly hope not. But the way the way it is right now, they, they don't have the weaponry. They, they don't have the anti-crime. Street crime is long gone. Street crime has been disbanded years and years ago. Um, the chief superintendent in, in Miami said uh, he called the shooting at the club uh, a targeted and cowardly act of gun violence. And I'd have to agree with him. Um, once the music stopped, it was shortly after midnight, the patrons came outside and these guys that were laying for them, uh, for about 35 minutes, 40 minutes, they just sprung into action, uh, quickly. There they are getting out of that car. I mean, I find it hard to believe that they won't be arrested. Uh, you know, unfortunately with a lot, with a lot of shootings, people don't cooperate. But when there's a homicide in connection with a shooting, believe it or not, more people cooperate. It's just an anomaly, but that happens to be my experience working in homicide for 10 years, working in a busy uh, two, three detective squad for five years. When someone gets killed by gunfire, more people cooperate. But how do we mitigate this gun violence. Anyone in the chat have any ideas? Something very fishy here. What do you mean, Lauren? Lauren Brem in the chat, something very fishy. Yeah, it's a beef. It's it's a retaliatory shooting from something that occurred, uh, something that occurred maybe 24 hours before. There were seven people shot 24 hours before. This could be directly related to that. There's no mystery to this stuff. We worked hundreds and hundreds of shootings in New York City. Ongoing rivalry between two groups, according to the police, that's what they think this is. Uh, it's it's just uh, incredible. But I think in this case that they're probably going to make an arrest on it. Uh, Lauren Brem states, I find it very coincidental that the left is trying to pass gun control and now all these mass uh, mass shootings. You know, it's unfortunate, I, I, and I happen to be, of course, a supporter of the Second Amendment. Um, if criminals are using guns for nefarious reasons to commit crimes, how, why does that affect me, who's a law-abiding citizen, who was a 27-year veteran of the NYPD? Why should that inhibit me or hurt me from carrying a gun? 
I just don't uh, understand that. But for some reason, it makes them feel better. Hello, Bill Ryan. Uh, shout out to some of you guys in the live chat. I hope everyone has had uh, – yeah, Black Rose. Two dead, 21 injured. Out of the 21 injured, three are critical. So that death toll could still rise from that shooting. Uh, Melody McAtee, Black Rose, Sandra Rivera, Asuka Ferrafino, Jamie Pimentel. Thank all you guys for um, tuning in for this little short uh, sort of my rant. <laughs> they say I should call this episode Canon's Law and just rant for 30 minutes, you know. But I just um, want to support all the members of the service who are out there who are working sort of handicapped right now because the criminals know what they're going to do. The police have rules that hold them back, that actually put them in danger. But the, uh, the perpetrators aren't restrained by the same types of rules. Um, Joan Guerrero, I totally agree. They love to try to take away firearms from law-abiding citizens while criminals will still find ways to get them. Criminals don't care. They're not registering their guns. There's no background checks. Like when they talk about background checks, I just, I don't, what are you talking about? Yeah, there already is background checks to buy a firearm. The people that are using the firearms to commit crimes, they're not, they're not purchased legally, you know? And, uh, OG Bosgale, you're right. Criminals will always have weapons. That's for sure. 100% they'll always have weapons. So uh, the only thing we could do is, uh, in my mind, is more proactive policing. But that's a double-edged sword right now because of how the police have been inhibited right now from doing their job. Uh, I have a little graphic up here for, for New York City. New York City shooting incidents from January to May 2020, there were 241 incidents. January to May 2021, 448. That's got to be like a 44% increase in the amount of shootings. And historically, the summertime is when is there's the most violent uh, shootings. People out on the street, it's hot. People getting beefs. Uh, and so hopefully, and more people are coming back into the city. Look, COVID is basically being, um, most people or 50% of the population has the vaccine. So people are coming back into New York City. And guess what? With all of those people coming back into the city, now there's more victims out there. I don't think the de Blasio's and the mayor's office understand that. They point to crime statistics. Oh, this is down, that's down. But because there's only 25% of the people that are in the city that are usually in the city. 75% of the people have fled the city. Many of them won't come back, especially, you know, with the, with the crew they have uh, running for mayor. Have you seen this crew? I mean, not one of them makes me feel good, you know. And... Um, these are all the Democrat candidates. One of these nine is probably going to be the mayor. So unless they differentiate between being pro-police as compared to police reform is what and defund the police, which many 
at least five out of the nine here are talking about that. That should disqualify them right away. As soon as they say the word defund, they should be disqualified. But um, we really do need more proactive policing. Uh, if you read the article by Cyrus Vance, who's the outgoing DA, thank God he's leaving. That's what I'll tell you. Uh, he blames all this crime on COVID. You know, how convenient that an empty suit like him can blame this on COVID. I really hope he takes the next flight to Seattle, where he's from. Um, Black Rose, 11, Bill Cannon. Thank you for all you do. God forbid they take our guns and let criminals only carry them. I support our police, the blue, let our law enforcement do their jobs 100%. You got to let uh, Joan Guerrero, yeah, they are a scary bunch. Ryan Investigative Group. You know, I, I don't like, I'm not a negative person. I don't like to be negative. And one of the reasons we do this show is we want to support our brothers in blue. And we want to put it out there from the perspective of people who are doing this job and people who have done this job, what you're doing to the NYPD. And it's been, been done purposefully. And we don't appreciate it. And it doesn't seem like they really care about crime victims. This whole thing with uh, criminal justice reform has to do with something called decarceration. Decarceration is a calculated way to empty the jails and the prisons. They, they think they didn't like that the United States was criticized for having more people incarcerated than any other country in, in the world. But we, I agree, and I think most people agree, we need a certain level of criminal justice reform, but not punishing people for committing crimes, I just, I don't get that. I just don't get how you do that. And I don't get how you can protect the everyday citizens if you do that. Uh, Joan Guerrero, elitists only care about having control over us peasants. <laughs> I hope not. Folks, I'm going to say goodbye now. Have a great day, and I'll see you on Thursday night. From Police Off the Cuff, good night.